Welcome to episode three of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's putting the fluff back in Nuffle. The fluff in Fluffle Nuffle. Isn't that like some weird... Fluffer nutters? Yeah, what is that? It's a cookie. It's a cookie. I've never actually had one. I think it's got a lot of peanut butter in it. Uh, you might be right. Uh, I'm sure that's also somewhere on Urban Dictionary, some type <laughs> of a sexual move. But Anyways, it has nothing to do with Blood Bowl. But it's about fluff. That is true. Not marshmallow fluff. I'm Scott Prime, and with me today is my cohort, Steve. I am Steve. Just Steve. Again, no nickname. Well, I got to carry it over from the uh, Couch Pirate Radio stuff, so. Yeah, but that nickname should be going away soon, since you will no longer be a prime number. (laughs) Yes, uh, I call myself Scott Prime. It started as a joke because of me turning 37, and I'll be 38 soon, and I'm still going to keep the name. You can't be. What? Why? You will no longer be indivisible by another number. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We'll worry about my nickname later. Putting the math back into Blood Bowl. <laughs> That's what we want. So what's going on? We had a couple people asking about how do we make teams? Especially okay. like when we're going into a tournament, how do we come up with a new team, team name, team logo, all that stuff. So that's going to be in homebrew? That's our first segment. We're going to be talking about that. Awesome. And we're going to cover the Oklahoma Bowl today. Sure are. Uh, we had a great time, and it, it was just a couple weeks ago that we put the biggest uh, Oklahoma tournament of Blood Bowl on ever, at least. Absolutely. The one we know about. So. Probably the only one that it ever probably, has happened. So. Yeah, realistically, it probably is, and we had a great time, and we will cover that in our tournament talk section today. And uh, anything else you want to cover before we uh, take a commercial break, Steve? No, that's probably going to be a lot to cover. That is going to be a lot. We can gripe about uh, Fumble if you'd like. I'm done with Fumble. Not completely, just it's frustrating. No matter what happens, I get bad rolls. Like your Norse team, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so I I can uh, bitch and moan maybe about that later. Or maybe I should just not say anything bad at all and just move on. But we also will do some shout-outs later today. Yeah, at the end of the show. And... um, Let's uh, take a commercial break right now, and we will get back to homebrew. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at wizards-games.com. Hey, I'm Paul the Thrall. Uh, I'm from the Sylvanian Terrors. I don't know why they asked me to do this. Um, but, uh, you're listening to Both Down. And now it's time for homebrew. Hopefully it's not one of us. Alright, welcome to homebrew. In this segment we're going to be talking about how to make a team. Well, or at least how we make teams. Yeah, there's uh, there's no right way or wrong way. I'd almost disagree with that. (laughs) Sort of. We have our own particular views. They're not necessarily right, but since we hold them, we deem them to be right. <laughs> yes, if your team is just called We Are Green, I'm not so impressed. <laughs> I don't care if you're ogres, orcs, <laughs> goblins, um, or just some sick humans. Unless all the team players' last name are green, like oh. Mean Joe Green. Oh, come on. Yeah. You could come up with a cooler name than that. You could be like the, yeah, the Greenville Greeners. Even. <laughs> exactly. Anything. Well, Greenfield Grasshuggers was an old second edition team. Yeah. They were halflings, of course. Because they hugged the grass? I guess so. Yeah, I'm, ass- I'm assuming short. it's a play on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, but that's oh. just because I was from Big 12 country. 
and uh, or at Big, Big eight. 8 at the time, <laughs> and it turned into Big 12, and now Nebraska's Which is college football for anyone not yes, if familiar. You're, yeah, if you're over on uh, in Australia, that's college football for you. But that's what I always just assumed. So, yeah, yeah let's talk about this. Um, when you create a team, what's your process? Well, it varies, and I think this is where a lot of people have problems. They don't know how to start, and realistically, it can come from anything. It can come just from what type of team you want to play. It can come from seeing a logo that you want to use, having a real team you want to inspire you. It could be anything. I mean, is there a particular team that you have that you want to break down? Or Well, um, usually when I pick a team, I, I look at something maybe I haven't played in a while. Um, yeah. You guys know that by now that we have what we call at-home leagues. We are now in season six. Traditionally, I try to play the same team two seasons in a row. Um, so usually I rotate through teams, and I try to play different teams. I don't try to bring back the same team, or at least I haven't yet. Yeah, and we also have little mini tournaments where we bring in random teams every now and then. Right, to try teams out and stuff. So usually what I look at first is I look at you know what race I'm going to play. Yeah. And then, I sadly enough, I hit like places like Wikipedia, I hit. Um, I do search Google searches for. Let's say if I was going to play um, high elves, yeah. for example. Um, if you know me personally, you know I hate usually elves. Yeah, and uh, one, I do remember a whole season where he complained and complained about people using elves. So everybody decided not to use elves the next season. And, and then I did a. Then you a, brought in. I did a backstabber, and yes. uh, I brought in a high elf team. Yeah, we were all really happy with that. Well, my process with that was is that I was just looking at the elves, and my frustration was, and I noticed nobody took high elves. Yeah. So I just started looking through Wikipedia because you can, you know, wiki Warhammer high elves or whatever, and you can get a lot of background. I mean, I'm sure it's knowledge other people have put in, obviously. Yeah. But there's also like a hammer. I think it's called like a hammer wiki. It's like a Warhammer wiki. Uh, yeah, website. I think I've been there a few times. You know, if you search Google for High Elves or Warhammer Fantasy High Elves or something like that, you can find these wiki pages, and they're awesome. They have, like, so much knowledge. And at the time when I was looking at my High Elves, I was looking for a city, of course, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to look for a mascot for the High Elves. So you go city first and then mascot, or just kind of both at the same time decide which? I traditionally, I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, the NFL teams that have a city, it's the New York Jets, the, you know, Oakland Raiders, whatever. Yeah. So I'm of the old school of having a team with a, a city or a place or a location or a sponsor. Yeah. Then a, a mascot after me. Which is know, pretty after. much what most of our teams do in our league. Most of our teams, yeah. There's very rarely is there just a team that's named, you know, one word, the Reapers mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Um. So, like, with the High Elves, I – Researched and researched, and I came across this tidbit. Um, I think it was actually on the um, Games Workshop page. It okay. was an army. It was a unit for Warhammer Fantasy, if I remember correctly. This has been years ago. And uh, these, you know, the High Elves have like the Lion Warriors, the Dragon Warriors, and stuff like that. Well, they talked about some white lions, and it led somehow to me finding a site or a wiki page or something where. They talked about this land called Trace. It's C-H-R-A-C-E. I believe I'm pronouncing it right because now there's YouTube videos about the land and stuff too. Okay. Um, and in this land, it was like where the most 
courageous elf warriors and stuff came from, for example, and they guarded the the high prince king or whatever his name is. So, and this is all Warhammer fluff. This is all Warhammer fluff, okay. which in my mind, the Blood Bowl universe is Warhammer fluff, just splintered off. Splintered off, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, they found the NFL rules. Or well, nipple. It, it, even in my head, I combine the things that maybe these guys play football and they can go battle orcs or yeah. something. You know, we don't have to have a cohesive thought. Just right. Whatever. So when I was doing this high L team, I got. When I was looking at this and I found this information, I got really inspired. Like, man, I kind of want to do these because these warriors are these are like badass elves. Yeah, and which is not usually something you hear about. Well, I mean, in my second edition experience and being a young kid and stuff, I just thought of these guys as little poofs that are running around, prancing around with their jewelry on, right. worried about their hair, and that's to me is really fun flavor and fluff, you know. Yeah. It's a uh, fun to name an elf a uh, tulip Lovecraft or you know something <laughs> you know you know whatever Elton John Elton yeah. John or something like that. So I was researching this and I came across this land of trace and they talked about how to become a real man basically or a real elf. You had to go out and slay the the white lions that roamed their the, their plains there okay. in this part of the land. So I thought, how cool would it be to be on this Blood Bowl team? That you had to slay a, a white lion first and become one of the, the the pack or the tribe. Oh, okay. So that's where my team, and I know it's kind of goofy because also I thought of the old band White Lion. <laughs> so, you know, we can sing, wait, wait. No, no. Or, or when the children cry. but <laughs> No, nobody sings that. So I came up with a team called the Trace White, white Lions. And um, so I thought that just kind of flowed i liked it i kind of sometimes like mascots that have like added things to it you know the rock and rebels versus rebels or something like that. right so the next step i took before um building these this team is i googled a logos yeah and anybody out there can do this you just go to google i spend a lot of time doing that go to images and type in your logo if it's lion's Type in Lions logo and, and do a, a search. Get a and, ton of results. And you're going to get a ton of stuff. And uh, you can do this with pretty much er- any and everything's out there because there's so many minor league football teams, soccer teams, basketball teams, baseball. Rugby, they're they're cricket, all out there. Everything. So I found some logos I liked. And of course, yes, we are kind of stealing these logos, but I, I like we're to think that we're, we're actually using them and yeah. we're giving honor to these. Great logos. <laughs> so that's where I came up with this whole background of the Trace White Lions. Yeah. Um, being a follower of, like, second edition, I went straight to my second edition old books. And the old Elfheim Eagles had a bunch of players with the last name Moore. And I believe it's M-O-H-R. I could be wrong on this. but So it's a family, basically. Okay. It looked like there was brothers that played on the old Elfheim Eagles roster. So I made up a new brother, since he was the guy that couldn't make it to the Blood Bowl big leagues, but had the knowledge of Blood Bowl. Right. And he was the coach for my my Trace White Lions That's team cool. and stuff. And so I I kind of wrote it in their background that family and heritage and also slaying the White Lion to be on the team is part of the tradition of these high elves. Right. Respected warriors. So I also had, just like... There was like three of these Moore brothers on the Elfheim Eagles. I put three of these um, 
brothers on you know my team as well. Yeah. And I got the name from a name generator. It was like Hawkstar. So I had uh, Ricochet, uh, <laughs> I think Velocity, and uh, it might have been Bullet. I can't remember the other one's names. But I spelled them different, so they looked yeah. different. But that's what they really pronounced them as. So That's a lot of what we do, too, is if you have a particular name that you're wanting, like one of our players decided he wanted to do the Hannah Barbarians. Like Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Correct. So he wanted to do a Norse team, since they were barbarians, then name all the players after Hanna-Barbera cartoon players. Which is something, you know, not really in the fluff, but he put enough work into it and effort into it that he changed the names around to where they were, you know, sounding like what they were, but not really. So like Barney Rubble would be Bar then quotes around knee, rub, and then the last name L. So, like, in the fluff, he was some guy who was so funny he kept rubbing his knee or something. Right, or had a nervous twitch or something like that. Yeah, he put a lot of work into it, and that's fine. We accept that. Well, I actually remember when Alan came to me with this idea, and I shot it down as our league commissioner because I don't mind goofy and funny things as long as they fit in the fluff. Yeah. Or the flavor of Blood Bowl. We don't just want someone showing up with Jabberjaw. So I didn't want, even though he was like, what, I can make a town called Hannah, H-A-N-N-A. And he thought about it and came up with, and he changed it. Mm-hmm. What did he t- It was H. Apostrophe N-A-A, A-A, I think. Right. And then he wrote this big, long, you know, a couple pages long background on this tribe. And it was the tribe that from the area of Hannah. Yeah. And, um... It was great, and they weren't just normal Norris guys. These were violent, chaotic <laughs> Norris guys. They raped and pillaged and did all sorts of mean things. Just but like a Saturday morning cartoon showed. Exactly. Yeah. With, all, that the, with all the can laughter and everything. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. So uh, that's an example on how when I start a team, yeah. and this is a process, and I'm kind of a, a bonehead when it comes to this stuff, no pun intended, but... The process for the Trace White Lions, it really took me weeks to come up with, I'm settled with this name, I'm settled with this logo, yeah. or, or mascot. And it, it takes me a long time. And usually, once I find a location in like the Warhammer universe, I really do kind of search and wiki it and stuff. And sometimes you come up with real obvious things. Like, you know, a Dark Elf team from a certain one of their towers, because they're known for having, like, these, I think, seven towers throughout their land. Yeah. And it's really easy to grab one of those towers and say these Dark Elves are from that town, or from that, like, city. But you're going to, everybody's probably going to come up with, like, the Assassins or some type of, you know, name, like, mascot name. But that's fine, too. See, and generally, I'm coming from a different sort of background. I don't care so much that it's in the universe as if it sounds like it's in the universe. Well, yeah. So I decided to play an Amazon team. And typically we do start from whichever team we want to play and then figure out from there. So if you're having problems figuring out, you know, what type of uh, team name or anything, do your research, just look it up a little, and go off of what you already have, your team. So I had Amazons. Amazons were a little different than what I've played before. You know, they're all kind of average. They're female. So I wanted a little bit more feminine appeal to the dame. So I got to looking around and not to insult anyone who likes soccer in America, as we call football, international football soccer. Um, 
those team names seem a little bit more effeminate than like NFL football names. You mean like the Galaxy? The Galaxy, right. the Fire, the only two I know. They sound like a lot of <laughs> WNBA teams. Yeah, they're they're just a little bit different. They're not so forceful. So right. I kind of looked at that for inspiration. And I came across, I think, a logo of an S with a football in it. I was like, that's kind of a cool logo. It was red or pink or something. I was like, okay, I'm going with S for a female team. I'm going to go Scorchers because it's kind of like fire. It's kind of scorching the field. They're there to tear up the field and score. I am a big fan of alliteration. You know, I like Campbell Claymores, you know, CC or DD. or I want both the town and the name to match. That's usually how I do it. This one I decided not to. I decided to make that different. So I got to thinking, you know, they're scorchers, they're fire. They're the actual Amazon models, so they look a little tropical. Yeah. And I painted them already. I painted them red and yellow. So that's kind of where the scorcher name came to because it was, you know, fire looking. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, I decided, okay, scorchers, they're from around the equator in my head. Well, there's a lot of volcanoes there. So I thought, why not put them in, like, the base around a volcano? And I decided to call that town Ashfall because the ash of the volcano fall, falls there. So mm -hmm. they're the Ashfall Scorchers. And that's how I came up with my name. Right. And it worked. It did fine. And then for my team name, my players, I didn't really know what to go off of. So I decided, since I'm a big Green Lantern fan, <laughs> to take the female names of Green Lanterns and switch them up a little bit and make them my team. Well, that really threw me off because it was about four games in before I finally go, where are you getting these names <laughs> for these Amazons? Yeah, after a couple died, I ran out. I was like, I, I need more issues. I don't know where to find these. Yeah, I think you had to start going to Red Lanterns and yeah, different I did. colored lanterns. But. Which I'm not a fan of. But anyways, whole different podcast. So yeah, if you're having troubles creating a team, what just look at your team, look closely. Well, Especially it, if it's painted, look at your color scheme. See what that reminds you of. If it's blue and black... It's kind of a bruisy team. You know? Right. Um, let me also give everybody a big help out there. You need to go to this website called www.gitzmangallery.com. And I'm going to spell that out, and I'll also put a link on the website. It's G-I-T-Z-M-A-N-S-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y.com. This place has one of the most amazing Warhammer maps I've ever seen. And it's not just Warhammer one Europe. map. It is like a Google Earth of Warhammer universe. It's exactly like a Google Earth. It has like it looks like a satellite one around the world and mapped everything out and you can go you can dwell real far into it. You can keep going in and in and in and you can see the tiny little towns or the tiny little forest towns or the, just the name of the, the marshlands in that area. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. And not only that, it's like scanned every little map that's ever been in the Warhammer universe, it seems. Because if you look yeah, like it has below, all the extra hand-drawn maps and stuff. Yeah, that's you can there. look below and go to a city and look in that city for just districts inside that city and names inside it. It's, a, it's really, really awesome. Um. Some of you guys know and have played me over on Fumble. I've been playing in the actual three-die block Highlander 2 League. And I got lucked out and got Norris, I guess, luck. I've been <laughs> having bad luck with them. But I searched this map forever on every little icy town, you know, 
up way far north, and I just couldn't come up with a name that I enjoyed that clicked with like some type of, you know, non-traditional logo or or mascot. You know, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the tigers or the the ice cats or something like you know saber cats, something like that. So I finally found some um, information on some Norris guys that settled down over in Lustria. In the town of, I guess it's pronounced Skeggy. It's uh, S-K-E-G-G-I. Sounds right. And so I was like, I'll go tropical, kind of like what you did with your thing. So I was thinking there's got to be like hurricanes and, you know, storms and stuff (laughs) there. So I started looking up uh, mascots for avalanches or blizzards or storms or something like that. And I came across this awesome Macon, I think it's Macon State University logo. They're called the Blue Storm. And, of course, I loved it because it had blue in front of it. So I became the Skeggy Blue Storm. And it's this awesome logo that just says "Storm Blue Storm. And above it has this horse coming out of the clouds. So it looks like this oh, like, okay. Mustang that's coming out of the clouds, like a nightmare or something. Awesome logo. I put it in my fumble thing. So now it appears on the field. And everybody I play is like, awesome logo. Where would you get this? Where would you make this? And I'm like, I can't take credit. Macon State did this for me. But I photoshopped Macon State out and yeah. put Skeggy in. So, And that's one thing. If you do take a logo, which you probably will, I have, he has, everyone does, we'll do a little bit. You know, Just chop off the old name, put your new name underneath it, or just change it around a little bit to make it your own. And, and don't discredit that you know I'm taking a team called the Mordheim Mongrels, and there's no way there's a logo out there for the Mongrels. Because oh, yeah, there is. one of our players at the <laughs> Oklahoma Bowl – he came up with the Mordheim Mongrels as a team. I searched Mongrels logo. Boom. It was this like bulldog looking thing. Looked cool. I slapped it on his roster because I was helping him print it out. He loved it. You know, yeah. it's like, great. I got an identity now. And you that's know, really what it is. It The team name, the player names, the logo, the background, even stadium names or coach names, whatever. All that adds to the fluff. It adds to the enjoyment of your team. If you're playing a league and player number eight dies and he's not named, who cares? Now, if it's named after your favorite, you know, jazz musician because you're playing, you know, a blues-based band or team or something, then you're going to care a little. And I'm kind of a stickler on I kind of hate teams like that in some ways. I don't mind if a team was based off blues blues uh, musicians or yeah. something but kind of change their names oh like, definitely if it's louis armstrong you change it to maybe spell it a tad different spell armstrong with maybe two g's instead of one g and slap in something in the middle like you know or change it to blood bowl like if it's if he's a dwarf then it's arm stout or something exactly i love stuff that's inspired like that i love the blood bowl names that kind of you know, for an elf, it throws together like a half flower, half woodlands, you know, mm-hmm. strong branch or something like that. I think those are great, fun names. And you see them in all the flavor and fluff that is written about Blood Bowl previously. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about being too cliche or whatever. Just get it down. A lot of people are worried that they're going to put something down and people are going to not like it or make fun of it or whatever. Who cares? As long as you like it, that's all that matters. And you'll get better over time. We had a couple of people in our league who were like, you know, I can't make up team names or player names. You do it for me. It's like, no, just sit there and do it. It really doesn't take much effort. You just have to have faith in yourself to sit there, put it out, and accept it. 
And I tell you what, if you name a player something, you take time and name the player versus, and I know we're not the guys that do tactics and we don't tell you when to cut a player, but I'm telling you, if you take time to name a player (laughs) besides something like um, Mike Stan number two, Mike Stan number three, or what, you know, some people put sentences in there, and that's what drives me nuts against fumble. Oh, yeah. I don't mind getting my butt kicked on fumble, but I sure hate people naming their, you know, their team after the color, the colors in the rainbow. Oh, this yeah. is blue two, and this is red five, or whatever. Unless it's red leader number five. If it's red leader number five, you know, <laughs> stay on target. But um, <laughs> but that stuff drives me really nuts. Yeah, and um, like we've actually had you will care when it comes to that apothecary when it says this guy just got injured, and you're like, well, I've kind yeah. of fell in love with Daggerface Dawkins. I, he's just a stupid hobgoblin, but I love him because he's a great fowler. And it's interesting how they can actually grow into their names too. Because yes. I had a chaos team, and my chaos team was named the Ganunga Gap Giants because they were a sister team of the Campbell Claymores. And, you know, Giants, Ganunga Gap is where in Norse mythology the Giants came from. So since they were in Norse, I named, you know, all my beast men after horse names of Norse mythology or Norse stories. So like Snorri or Halder, just different names. Mm-hmm. And they all had meaning. Like, I found some obscure list online, and it gave me a hundred different names. Well, like, Snorri was Snorri really Snorri the meant Quiet. Quiet, so you named him Snorri the Quiet. Yeah. Which I thought was great, because I didn't know where you were getting these names and stuff. And I it mean. just, it was a little, neat little touch, and if nobody knew, I knew. That's all that mattered. And it just added a little flavor. But then I got my Minotaur, and I didn't know what to name him. <laughs> so I decided, I was reading up the fluff, and I guess they named themselves in their fluff. Like, they get named based upon their achievements. Something like that. So I let him play a game, and he did horribly. And he was just stumbling around and falling. He wasn't worth anything. So I named him Bolifurter, which meant... uh, Piece of crap. Basically. Like, stumbling around. So his name was Bolifurter, and he lived up to it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> until I've, he got three agility. I've changed a player's name before. I've had a uh, on my uh, <laughs> uh, New Kets a Saints team. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> I can't. Well, I'm going to spell it out for everybody, and I'm not keeping it clean. Uh, we had I had a Croxagore named Ragnarok because I just thought that was funny because it was a play on Ragnarok, and uh, he played really, really, really bad for like <laughs> his whole career. Yes, but three games in, he got renamed Croc of Shit. And it was C-H-I-T-E. Yes. So there was a land of shit where he was <laughs> from, and he got renamed because he did not deserve the name Ragnacrocks. And it added to the fun. So, uh, yeah, and it added to the fun because he was horrible. And if there was a time to blow a game, that dude would do it. He lived up to his name. No, I never cut him. I should have. But it was almost kind of having fun to see if he'd ever break out of the slump. And he never did. He just kept no. getting injured, and he's slower. And I still kept him because he was – Croc of shit was – he was the leader of that team. And <laughs> Sad as this was. team did really good except for this guy. I mean, the team won at least six games every season out of eight. So yeah. they did really good. But that's just what happens. Now, if you can't come up with your own team names and uh, – There you, are a ton of them out there. There's just a, from second edition and back. There's there's also if you can't come up with I'm sorry player names. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, what you were saying. Let's just stay on that real quick. Yeah. It, if you can't think of a team name, look at the old stuff. 
you could be the, you know, there was a team called the Albion Wanderers. Take Albion, put your new mascot in there. Yeah. It's not hard. Or play the same team. It, that doesn't bother me, but I come from a second edition where I thought you had to play those teams. Yeah. I mentioned New Kenta Saints. They were a team in our league as well. That came from me finding some fluff on a town called Ketza that was ransacked by Skaven over in Lustria. So I was like, I would like, this was at the time New Orleans was doing really good and starting to go to the playoffs. I wanted a team called like the Saints, kind of like the Bright Crusaders Mm -hmm. from the old second edition. So I found this fluff about this old town in Lustria. So I was like, why not come up with a new Ketza? And these guys can be Saints and everything else. So, you know. You know, the religious, you know, New Ketza Saints. Anyways. Um, but you can write all that stuff into the fluff. I, if you remember right, that team also, I painted them. And when I was spraying them down to put the coat <laughs> on them, they all got frosty white. Yeah. So I even wrote that into my fluff. I said that they dusted themselves with the ashes of the old city to get blessed from the old lizard men <laughs> to go out and play good. And they did. So, <laughs> And it actually made them feel a lot better, too, because they looked great. Did a little clear coat, and it didn't take, and he was so upset. <laughs> but I wrote it into the fluff that did great. Now, player names real quick. Uh, if you can't come up with your own player names, dude, there's generators out there for anything. Yes. Go to Google once again. If you haven't thought of this, type in Norris Name Generator. You're going to get five or six different ones. Heck, we even had a Nurgle name generator, wasn't there? Somebody found either a Nurgle or a mutation one. Somebody from our tournament, actually, the Oklahoma Bowl, found like a Nurgle thing. And it was gross-sounding names, but it fit perfect. There's a guy in our league who refused to name his undead team, so I took it upon myself to go to a name generator of rappers. (laughs) Hopefully Uh, to get him to name his own team, and it didn't work. I think he likes them now. (laughs) I know. That's so sad. It's really funny. (laughs) But you can find name generators where you can type in like a name. So if you wanted your wife to be the mummy on your team, you could type (laughs) in her name, hit, you know, generate, and it will convert her name to like a mummy's name or something. And those are always fun, too, because you can always look across the board and go, well, you're – I just scored with with Steve. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but we had a player who named his witch elves after his wife and his daughter. Yeah, they died. And then they died. (laughs) And um, it was kind of awkward when we're killing his wife, and he was happy about it. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Um, A good place also just to find name generators without going to Google is 7thSanction.com. Sanctum. Sanctum. Okay. Well, see, I can't even read. 7th Sanctum. S-E-V-E-N-T-H-S-A-N-C-T-U-M. T-U-M.com. Yeah. They have tons of name generators on there. If it's an anime character, if it's goblins, if it's elves, you can do first names, full names, clan names, orcs. Yeah. It's not the greatest name generator because a a lot of times I see a lot of repeats. But what I do like about this is it kind of gives you a start. Yeah, And this is where I got my... Use it for inspiration. This is actually where I got my... um, my high elf team, the Trace Lions names, I took those names, and if it was something that I couldn't really pronounce, I kind of converted it to some, you know, moved the letters around to something I could pronounce easy yeah. and have, you know, Hexagall. Didn't so, you name one after the casino? Yes, I did. There's <laughs> a casino around here named Riverwind Casino, so the first name was Casino and the last name was Riverwind. Uh, that name, great name generator came <laughs> up with a... A uh, high elf name with the last name Rainblow, and yes, I used it. Rainblow, it's a great name. 
Hey, it was random. Yep. All right. But I think, I mean, realistically, there's a ton of ways to do it. We've given you a lot of options. There's no excuse not to find if you're in love with the, the city and town or area and a mascot. There's no excuse that you can't find it now because you know there's a map out there with other maps. Mm-hmm. And there's no excuse not to name your players. Yeah. I don't care if you show up for a tournament, name your players. <laughs> that that might be one of my complaints later on. Yeah, it could be. So. It's just a little added effort. It adds to the fun. Yep. So uh, anything else, Steve? Don't think so. If you have any questions about this, let us know on our on our webpage, on or our email, email us. or Twitter. We'll be happy to go into it more in detail if we can go more into detail. And our and our email address is both down podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And you can catch both of us on Twitter at kilowog twenty eight fourteen. And mine would be at fat finley f a t f i n l e y. And I'm doing a lot out of at both down. And that's our Twitter account together. Yeah, so to speak. So, all right, we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to get back to uh, tournament talk, and we're going to talk the Oklahoma Bowl for the last time. Oh, it's never going to end. For the second to last time this year. Maybe so. Until we start pimping out next year's. Exactly. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Zara the Slayer, Blood Bowl star player, but nobody ever wants me. You're listening to Both Down. Now, time for some tournament talk. Okay, and welcome to Tournament Talk, where we're going to be talking about the Oklahoma Bowl. Oklahoma Bowl. Dot com, which is still there. Please go to it and look at it. Yeah, you can see all the results. You can see... Uh, we should have photos up by the time you hear this. Oh, gosh, I hope. We're going yeah. to get to that. Uh, but you also see all the rosters. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. All right. So let's see. This happened, what, just a couple weeks ago now? January 21st. Yeah. We're recording this a little bit afterwards, but it was a blast. It was high stress. <laughs> yeah. Personally, just because I've never ran a Blood Bowl tournament before. We've but at it, least run some tournaments, just not Blood Bowl, so we weren't too stressed out horribly, but it was still a lot of pressure. It was a week that I wanted to get to the tournament just so I could get a feel of what it's like. I've yeah. ran hero, bigger HeroClick tournaments before, but yeah. you know, nothing like this. So Yeah, we got there really early. Uh, we held this at Wizards Asylum. Just give them a little shout-out real quick. Yep, down in Norman, Oklahoma. Yep. And we got there early. We set up the tables. We had nice little custom table tags so everybody knew which table was numbered what. We had bags with everyone's stuff inside it with name tags on it so everyone could see who they're playing. Not just any name tags. They also had pictures on the name tags. Yes. Not and of the players, but of the uh, old school uh, drawings and stuff. They were awesome. And I don't care what anyone says. That little bit of effort that you put into a tournament like this, the cool-looking logos on the table – the logos on the name tags, all that, it adds a lot. It makes it feel like a better tournament. Well, I'm glad it paid off. Because... And Scott did great on all of that. Well, and we had people say that, I can't believe you did all this. Yeah. You know, I just have name tags, or I just do this. And you guys put a, lot a lot of people of don't even do name tags. Right. Well, Which is, you know, something that... It costs us money, I mean. Yeah. But... It does cost a little bit, but it's well worth it because we can use it for future tournaments, too. And so we get there early. We get everything set up. And we have breakfast. 
I'm not going to talk about food, but yummy Jack in the Box. It was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. And then we opened the doors and everyone comes in. We had to open up a little bit early because someone had to use the bathroom. Yeah, I'm going to tease the Tulsa guys. There was a crew <laughs> from Tulsa that came down the head to take a crap. And so we let them in early. And once they were in, we were like, okay, fine. Everybody else can come in. We were ready to start and get the jitters over with. Oh, yeah. Everything really flowed smooth. It was yeah. great. We had a bunch of people come up from Texas, give a shout out to them. The Bugman Bowl we're going down to next month. That's right. So probably next podcast we'll talk about Bugman's Bowl. More than likely. Yeah. Hopefully you can come join us. It'll be in Grapevine, I believe, Texas. I believe it's Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. It's on the website and stuff. So Definitely give them a look because we'll be going down and having yeah, a lot it's of fun. On February 25th. And a lot of them came up. A lot of people from Tulsa came down. We had a couple of people from Missouri who were supposed to come, but unfortunately due to the jobs, they weren't able to. Yeah, so, so we sent them their stuff. We still got them their stuff and everything. Well, they need to reply to emails or the oh, podcast okay. so I can send them something. Oh, you haven't sent it? They, they haven't replied They haven't back. replied yet. So. Or we'll take your uh, your fee donation and yep. we appreciate it either way. Putting it towards future endeavors. <laughs> future <laughs> tournaments. Um, I thought th- overall, I thought the tournament was great. I thought the... The players were really nice, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's something that we worried about because coming from the fluff background, we our people are used to playing for fun, not so much playing to win. You play to win, but you have fun doing so. Yeah, so we were very worried about people just coming and cheesing it up, which we didn't see much of. And everyone who came, with almost without exception, was pretty damn cool. Yeah. We didn't ever- have any problems. Yeah, we had a lot of guys that just had fun. They want they they didn't care about they cared about winning. Yeah, no, let's not lie. Every, everybody kind of cares to win. If I played a goblin team, I'd try to win. Why doing my other goofy stuff? Sure, uh, but, but you're not going to get horribly. But people upset. were not getting upset. Even even some of our players that I know personally that you know you know we're old athletes and so we go out there and we play really hard. Great attitudes from everybody. We had a. Let's not kid ourselves. We had a little conflict in our final <laughs> game, uh, but there was a minor kerfuffle. It, there was a, a conflict that I don't know really exactly what happened, but I will try to cover some of that when we talk about the pros and cons of everything here. Uh, I, I kind of want to do a team breakdown because I was really shocked at how many different, different teams types. we had. We had twenty three guys show up, and that was including me. I was the odd man out. Well, let's say there was twenty three, including you. So realistically, twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, 22 like I, other players. Like I said, we had two people from Missouri not be able to make it, and then a couple people from Dallas who weren't able to make it. And a couple local guys didn't show up. Or and at least, at least one. one. And then we actually had a good number just show up right. on that day. So it was still a really good turnout. So, yeah, we really appreciate everybody that came. If you're out there listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's continue to make it grow. Yeah. Uh, breakdown of teams. I was happy to see this. Most teams at our tournament, three orc teams, which it should always be for the Oklahoma Bowl. Oddly enough, none of them took. Uh, uh, one guy took third. What? One of the Oklahoma. I was uh, going to say the star player. Oh, okay. You I'm know, sorry. Krom. Nobody took Crom. That's right. None we, of the orc teams took Crom. Matter of fact, nobody took any of the star players that we were letting everybody take. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, they just <clears throat> completely said, you're fluff. We don't care. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to Crom in a second. There was yeah. two dwarf teams, two goblin teams, two Nurgle teams, two lizardmen teams, two Amazon teams, and then one each of the following: uh, Chaos Dwarves, Wood Elf, Norse, Skaven, Slan, Human, Dark Elf, Chaos, Human, and Halfling. 
that's pretty spread out. That is. That's a lot of different teams. I mean, I, I'm proud of, I don't know if the guys only picked these certain teams because that's the only miniatures they had or if they just tried to oh, go something not. different. And I appreciate it. I mean, that's great seeing all the different, you know, style of teams there. Yeah, definitely too many dwarf teams. <laughs> two? <laughs> yeah. Too, too many? Yeah, I'm just not a fan of dwarves. But well, that's they, me. they come with a lot. Yeah, they do. And um, uh, two teams did use uh, some of the Greenskin star players, and they both used Chrom. That would have been the Black Eyed Bees. The Amazon team tried to utilize Chrom to help run the ball. Okay, the second coach was you. The second coach was me playing the Mighty Moot All-Stars, and I only got one game under my belt. I got to play Jason from Bugman's Bowl. Mm-hmm. We had uh, we had a really fun time. I feel kind of bad because I was playing with Chrom, and... Jason had just a couple of re-rolls, and my halfling chef ate them every time. And then Jason had the worst luck that I've I visibly seen. You know, of course, I played the whole game with him, so I got to yeah. see every one of his rolls. He had so many bad luck rolls, it was ridiculous. And I got lucky on a lot of my rolls. Crom never boneheaded out. At one point, I think I had five or six re-rolls sitting on the sideline. Jeez. Because I didn't need them. Because yeah. I was just rolling so good. I mean, when that, that was first half. Second half, Jason managed to get five casualties on my ass, <laughs> and uh, you know that we'll talk helps. about what Jason got later on that night. But casualties was a part of his game. Oh yeah, and uh, I was lucky to you know squeak out the victory. And really, it probably was a one to nothing game. I got lucky with Crom threw a pass to Tim T Bone Steak, and he Ooh. he went walked into the end zone and did his little <laughs> squat kneel down for a hot dog and. <laughs> The rest was history. But it was a fun time. And, you know, even if I would have got smashed in that game, I would have had still fun. Jason was a great guy to play with, you know. Yeah. And that's that, that was the theme of the whole night. It was just fun. Everybody except probably the guys on the top, top table were laughing and cutting up and, you know, yeah. having fun. And that's not a knock to the guys at the top table. They were They knew they were in a position to try to get, you know, to that top game at the final round. So they were just paying attention a little bit yeah. more closely and stuff like that. Before we stray off too far from the subject, I just want to go back to Crom for a second. A buddy of mine on Twitter, John Homer, traded a troll to him. He was looking to finish off a second edition team, so he needed a troll. Okay. So I sent him troll, and he sent me freaking awesome looking, was it orc coach, I guess? You said it was a... It's like an unreleased impact orc coach, something like that. It was an orc that was like chubby fat, and he had like a board with a nail in it. And a bottle. In a bottle, so he's drunk. <laughs> but it looks awesome. And it's perfect for Crom. And we use that for Crom. So after you bowed out because our final registrant showed up on the second round. Right, we had a guy that had to work, so he showed up around late. To yeah. Boss. So then we had an even number of people, and right. we didn't I need you. Play anymore. The other guy, the only true player to take Crom, our buddy Alan, you know, was playing Amazon, the Black Eyed Bees. Give him a shout out. I went ahead and gave him Crom to use, and it was awesome. Just watching the little Amazons and their drunk star player going down the field. Before you talk about his first game with Crom, that that miniature, specific miniature, um, in case you have not listened to our podcast yet and you haven't been to the Oklahoma Bowl site, Crom is a player that the guys over at Zlurpcast are trying to get in the next edition of and I don't even know if they talked to Jervis Johnson or whoever is in control of the... Uh, Are we playing along with the idea that there's going to be a another, Living World Book 7? I don't know. I, it is I, not. 
there probably is not, no. but supposedly. Yes, they're it, trying to get him into it. They're trying to get yes. him into this next. Uh, he's a made-up star player, basically. So you can go over to his Lurkcast, and they're trying to save the Crom and everything else. So you can go to Facebook th- and sign up to save yeah, the Crom. Yeah, you can sign up. He's on Twitter. We're not, we're not trying to sound dismissive. It's just so far it's been unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so we, we thought we'd use Crom because we also have in our own league fluff we have an orc named Harry Badsall. So why not can those guys be yeah. friends? And Crom was abused drugs, so he wanted to come out and replay, you know, play Get some back Blood into Bowl. It. So we thought, why not introduce him to the world of Southern Nagareth down here in Oklahoma or Oklahoma or mm-hmm. where, wherever you want to be from, and have Crom be a, a player that you could use. And Brian from Extreme went out of his way and sent us extra prizes for anyone who used Crom. And nobody got him except Alan. Just Alan. But, yeah, I just wanted to give him a little shout-out before we moved on to everything else. But, yeah, that Crom, John, awesome job. Yes, I love that miniature. <laughs> um, I would like one painted by you so I can have a fat orc that does everything. <laughs> it was so, fat orcs are just awesome. It was so awesome watching him run the ball with all these little halflings around, and he's just drunk and fat. It was awesome. Oh, and then we're making an ice stadium. Looks like a hockey field. Uh huh. Alan and I. Yeah, I mainly saw that. Alan. We put Crom in the penalty box. <laughs> it just looks great. Oh, I saw. The he's picture. behind the glass. Like, let me out of here. I'm not. I'm ready to play. <laughs> That's exactly look how he looks. Uh, like I'm ready to play. Let's bust Alan's balls for a second. Go Leading for up it. to the Oklahoma Bowl, he took off from work a few days or a day a to day work early. on this ice rink thing that was looking fabulous. So he could play it with the Oklahoma Bowl. And he failed. Yeah. He failed. Double skulls. We, we've we done a lot with the field, and it's looking awesome. It's looking good. You we guys just, are really doing a really good job. I wish we could have showcased it. Yeah. I mean. It just wasn't at the point that we wanted to put it out there. I, I totally understand. I'm just giving him a hard time to maybe and motivate it's, him. It's to, realistically to our first attempt at making a field, and maybe we'll cover that in a future podcast about how to make a field. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. But. It's our first real attempt at it, and we've had some setbacks, like superglue eating through styrofoam, which is funny. <laughs> but got to learn somehow. Yeah, exactly. But for a first attempt, it's going really good, and we want to just flesh it out, and then we'll be sure to put up a post or pictures or something online. All right, let's talk for just a few minutes on pros and cons of the Oklahoma Bowl. And I'm talking about what you observed and maybe as a tournament organizer what you've done that you're not going to do again. Well, I mean, overall, everyone seemed to have a great time. Okay. What did we run into? We ran into computer problems after the first round. But that was our fault. We tried to shortcut the program, the score program. So the guys who do score, thank you. Yeah, the program worked great. Great program. We just we did it how it it. wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it had a specific way it wanted to be used, and we tried to outsmart it. So we got everyone set up. They started playing. Uh, After the first round, we go put everything in, and it's just not coming up right. So we so take an early lunch. We decided to go ahead and let them go early. So after the first round, everybody went to lunch. And this also gave us an opportunity to fix another problem that we had. It was a little crowded. Realistically, we didn't know how many people we were going to have. So we made room for about 36, just just in case. But once we realized how many people we actually had, we went ahead and broke down a table, which gave more people in the front room more room. And a lot of people appreciated that because we're gamers. We take up a lot of room sometimes. Well, we'd like to spread out, stand yeah. up, sit down. You just down. feel more comfortable that way. Right. So in the future for tournaments, have as much room as possible. 
I, I totally agree. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a nice problem to have 40 people there and just yeah. crowd in. We still would have had a good time. But Positives, everyone was great. Um, there was no gamer funk, which you might expect. No gamer funk, guys. Yeah. None. So if you're used to Magic the Gathering players, no, this isn't them. And if it's only our Blood Bowl guys locally within the same states as Oklahoma or just right outside our state, keep bathing. You did yeah. a fantastic job. Bathing is good. Uh, the, the bathroom stayed fairly clean until the end, but I don't know if it was the magic guys that were running there. Oh yeah. They actually came in later. The magic guys came in a little bit later and we're going to blame them and there was pee on the floor. So I don't eh. know whose fault all that is, but, um, they like to hover over the seat pros too. I, I agree with everything you said. Everybody was really friendly, especially at first, you know? Yeah. Um, I do have some cons and this is just nitpicking. This is not, yeah. and if you did this. Don't worry about it. Me? Fix it next time. No, if you're listening and maybe you're one of the guys I'm talking about, Uh, don't take it personal. Don't read during the damn event. Number one, and we only had one guy that did this. I'm just going to say it. He's a young kid. and uh, No, he's not. He goes to college. He's an idiot. (laughs) Don't read during your game. He he needs to mature some. And I'm saying this as a guy that plays with little metal miniatures. (laughs) (laughs) And plastic ones. And plastic ones sometimes. Um, yeah, we had one guy that was reading between turns or during his own turn. Yeah. Don't pick up a comic book and read. Read after your game. Read before your game. He was, Don't If your opponent has to take a dump, read. Don't read between turns. And there's a possibility. The guy came up beforehand. We're not going to name his name, but he played Lizards. Um, he came up beforehand, and I thought he was just shy and didn't know how to talk to people too well, which is fine. I used to be shy. I'm still kind of that way. I don't like to talk to people sometimes. He made no effort to come out of it. So if he was shy, then he's got no excuse now because we did everything we could right. to and accommodate people, him. Right. So uh, we're not picking on someone just because he's shy. The dude was just annoying. Everybody who played him wanted to kill him, <laughs> and that's not a good thing to do. Hopefully he's learned from this too. Yeah. I mean, let's just hope. We don't want to be mean. And we'll Frank, definitely let him back if he's fine. But. Frankly, I, yeah, I'd like to have him come back. I hope he commits more and doesn't, yeah. you know, instead of borrowing team, he actually invests in the thing. But, you know, people drive a long way, or at least, at the very least, if they didn't drive a long way, they came here to play Blood Bowl. Yeah. You can talk to them. You can joke with them. But they don't want to hear, you know, maybe about your 50th level D&D character. Or they definitely don't want you reading the mass comic. Or looking out a window. Or looking out the window when it's your turn. They're yeah. waiting on you to go on a turn. Um, speaking of turns, uh, it was, I think, the first tournament for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm including the Tulsa guys because I just don't know if they played tournaments. It sounded like they didn't. Um you know, and when we get together and play it in my kitchen table, we take our time and play and talk about you know how's work and everything else. Tournament, you need to concentrate. Get your turns down. Try to finish that game. And this isn't only a problem that we have. It's also a problem I was talking to Johnny over his little cast. He is heading the Chaos Cup with the Chaos Cup crew. They're looking into possibly getting chess timers. Wow. Because they need to speed up the spe- game. Speed up people. It's what they do at the World Cup or the championship. If you have an hour left and you're not in the second half, they put it on the table. You each get 30 minutes. Wow. Which is great. But if they do that, they're probably going to be out some serious money unless uh, they can borrow it. But, I mean, it's not something that we as organizers should have to do. 
players should realize how fast they're going and do that. And, but and, and most don't. games finished. I, I will say yeah. that. Most, I'd say 75% or more, and probably closer to 85 90% finished their games. Yeah. It was very rare that there was a game still going. I mean, just barely, maybe one game, or they just finished when we called time. Mm-hmm. So hats off to the guys that finished. The other guys just speeded up some. And that means hurrying up and sitting down at the table and getting your stuff set up. A lot of people were going like, well, I haven't even set up yet. Well, stop talking to me yeah. about it. Set up and go. Um, Mark- That's also another thing. Uh, if you go to a tournament and it says bring a board. Bring a board. And I don't mean this for anyone other than our local guys because they're used to not having to do it. You know, Scott or I generally have boards. He's got, what, three official I have three One Chaos boards. Cup and then... Some other boards we printed off. Yeah, and I've got two official Chaos Cup and some other homemade but ones. But bring a board and be ready with that board. Yeah, Can't. which isn't a huge deal, but it's really hard on the organizers because then we've got to loan out our own stuff and get everything ready, which we don't really mind doing, but we'll know to do that better next time. Well, there was a few rounds I didn't have all my stuff back. Now, at the end of the night, I got everything back. Which is good. But between rounds, there was a few times where I'm like, I know I'm missing stuff. But um, another complaint, maybe, from just what I've seen, um, it's not really a big deal because everybody gets a copy of the roster. But at the same time, you're not really there to deceive your opponent. You're Mm -hmm. not there to say, like, hi, this this goblin really has block, and I'm going to try to hide the fact that I have block. Mark your players if you can. Mark your positions. The linemen all have a base that says that might be painted white while the catchers are yellow and the uh, the blitzers are red or something. And we realize it is a lot to ask sometimes to repaint a whole bottom because then you got to redo it for your home league when you get home or whatever. Exactly. But there's ways to do that, though. You could number the first four guys. These are first four guys are my blitzers. The mm-hmm. next eight guys are my linemen. And then the next two guys are throwers. You can put twist ties around them. One guy put twist ties yeah. or strings around it. The guy that uh, Paul Wright, who ran the slam team, he put little colored little strings on his slam team, and there was no denying who was what position. But to be fair, I think Paul did everything right. Yes, he did. Paul's just awesome. Yeah, he was a good guy. Um, More so, about that so later. So mark your players, because that was the one conflict we got in the final match. There was some conflict on who really had guard. and Yeah. Uh, you know, little dwarf players all look like little dwarf players, just like my halflings do. Um, so there was a conflict on, no, this guy has guard, this guy doesn't have guard. And if you're playing for, you know, 10th place, you probably don't care. You're just but playing. But if you're playing for you first place. If it's first place and everything's on the table and you're not exactly sure what's going on, you're well within your rights to, you know, tell someone, hey, you know, I don't know who this is. Right. Or, hey, can I see your roster? Or, you know... You've already – I'm just not trying to be mean, but you've already done this three times. I don't – you know. Right. There's a lot. We don't know what exactly went on. To be honest, we, do, we know whatever. there was a little bit of yelling, and we don't know because as the tournament organizer, I decided – I told the guys to calm down. They figured it out themselves. They moved on, and I had, I had an actual – like an old-time best friend who got me into Blood Bowl in the final. But I've never asked him the story because I don't mm-hmm. want to know. Because yeah. as a tournament organizer, I got to separate being friends with mm-hmm. you know business on this end. So, and if something like that happens, we're all adults. Just talk to both of them. Go, hey, look, need to be settled down. Well, yeah, if it we pop- both know that you know tempers can flare, especially when it's the top table. 
if need be. But it's all for fun. And yes, there's stuff on the line, but it's still just fun. We had a few players mention this, and I don't know specifically who did this, when maybe one coach was up by a score or a touchdown, things would start to happen on the board, and the winning coach would kind of start in some ways coaching the other guy by saying, like, you know, if, like, he broke a runner away from the pack, he would start counting, like, one, two, three, four, five, you, that guy can't catch me, that guy can't catch me, you really can't catch me, you know, or, oh, okay. you know, trying to tell the other guy basically you don't have anything you can do or letting him know what he can do. S- step back. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. Some players get really frustrated when you are talking, even if you are being helpful, and there's a lot of guys that are being helpful. Oh, yeah, it's always different styles too because you could be telling them, look, you know, I've already counted out, you can't do anything with them, focus on something else, you don't have much time. They may, they may just be like, hey, look, you know, we've only got 10 minutes left. I'm winning. I want you to hurry up so that you have a chance. Right. Because they're doing everything they can to give you a, a fighting chance. But what I'm but, saying is don't frustrate the other guy. Yes. Let them have their turn. If they're taking too long of a turn, let us know. Don't be telling them, like, this and this and mm-hmm. this and that and kind of frustrating them. And some people did that. And like I said, I don't think it was malicious. I don't think they were trying to outsmart the guy or no. frustrate him, but that did happen, and there was some complaints about that. Um, last thing, and I'm going to explain this because I overheard as we were breaking down stuff down after the awards, uh, third place. Somebody, I heard somebody complain that it seemed unfair, and I really don't know. I, I really heard this. I didn't see the face that said it or anything yeah. else. They said, too bad that second place I should step back. The Oklahoma Bowl, we played three rounds. The two guys with the highest rank, ranking, after the one three and rounds. two, after three rounds, were in the Oklahoma Bowl final. No matter the result of the final, those guys were one and two, first and second. We right. weren't going to punish anybody for making it to the finals and get beat. Yeah. So Because also, if you don't do that, just to other organizers, there's a chance that one of the players will try to go for a tie rather than a win, because then they can just go for points. Exactly. And if that's the case, you know, so, it, it kind of keeps that from happening well, so much. Uh, and I'll, I'll step back a little bit here. So we had our final two guys. Now, we told the field, we actually, even though we didn't advertise it, we advertised it as a certificate, we have a third-place trophy. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to here when we come back with awards and stuff. Uh, but I heard somebody mention, like, well, really, I got second place. Really, I got yeah. second place overall in the standings. And to, You're really kind of narrowing it down at that point. <laughs> no, I, I know it sounds it's like... It's not a, second place. It's no, just saying... No, that person didn't say it. I know oh. specifically the person okay, yeah. did not say that. So we're not saying the second, third place person said that. No, no, no I know for a fact because I, I saw that guy in okay. my vision. So cool. it wasn't him. It, it wasn't the guy that got third place complaining. Okay. I heard somebody else talking about too bad, you know... Or so, I don't, yeah. I, it doesn't really matter. But where I'm coming from is the reason we have that final is is because in our tournament, what you could have ha- seen happen was somebody gets beat by a goblin team, a halfling team that first round, and then they be, start going on the loser bracket side. Yeah. Then they win their next three games. And point-wise, they might finish second overall. Yeah. But to me, I'd rather give second to the guy that went undefeated for the day. Yeah, it makes and sense. got into the final matchup. It, I, I take this as the, the college BCS. 
this is going to be one and two no matter what, and then we'll rank everybody else afterwards. Now, and even if third place feels like they should be second place, you're Oklahoma State and nobody cares. <laughs> and maybe so. So I'm just trying to explain it to the people why we did it the way we did. There's no shame in that. You should no. be happy that standing-wise you finished second or your friend yeah. finished second or whoever. And, I mean, that's a great achievement. Yes. And um, and you still got a third-place trophy out of it. Right. And like which, I said, the guy that did get third place did not say this. No. Um, but I did hear some people – you know, why is that the way it is? And, and they might so, have just been saying it to say it. Which, and I, and know, I meant to actually It's talk, understandable. I meant to turn around and talk to him and explain it, but we were breaking down tables and stuff. So that's why we have a, you know, first and second locked into yeah. that game. So, but overall, just, um, you know, mark your players a little bit better. But overall, everybody did fabulous. Yeah. If I had to grade this experience, it, it's A. Yeah. And the players, and I've only been to two tournaments. I've been to Chaos Cup and the Oklahoma Bowl. Uh, friendliness-wise, this is right on par, if not maybe better than the Chaos Cup. Yeah. And certain people on Twitter. But it's a smaller group, so I got to get closer to these yeah. guys. I got to sit and watch them play. Certain people on Twitter were wondering if they should go to the Chaos Cup this year. Well, they should. Yes. And, and you should go to any tournament. Because you might be worried about who you're going to play, if they're douches or whatever. I haven't met a single person who's a douche. Come uh, close. I'm but. Just kidding. Um, you know, I'm really trying to think of this, and I usually quickly judge people and throw them <laughs> under the bus. There was not really, a, you know, I had a problem with a guy at the Chaos Cup that didn't mark his players correctly. And he had players numbered one way, and on his roster they were numbered a different way. But he still and did. that upset me. Yeah. But I'm, pa- I'm past that. It's a mistake. I'm sure he corrected it. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he wasn't trying yeah. to be deceptive. I've heard great things about the guy. So, yeah, overall – and he, and he was nice even when he beat me. So And that's the good thing about these things. There's no real super prize on the line. There's not $500. Yeah, I mean So no one's going to come out trying to win with a passion. This is not Magic the Gathering where you yes. play for a $10,000 large check yes. or something like and that. And if that were the case, then yes, you're going to see people <laughs> w- you know doing the same team over and over and over. The day uh Blood Bowl turns into that, it's not going to be fun. No. So. Then we turn our attention to Dreadfleet. Dreadfleet. Whatever. Another dead Games Workshop game. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we're going to talk about the awards real quick. Okay. Howdy. I'm Tree Smasher McGee. I'm the ogre on the Drakwall Demons, and you're listening to both down... This here coming up is Steve and Scott talking like idiots. Welcome back. It's time for the Oklahoma Bowl Awards Show. Show, 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 show. That's Steve with our special effects. We have no budget, budget, budget. budget. <laughs> That's because we're spending it on Games Workshop minis or Impact Miniatures minis. I've spent a lot of money on miniatures, miniatures. We sure did. Yeah. Um... We're going to talk about the awards real quick on the Oklahoma Bowl. We're going to explain our third place trophy in this little segment. Yep. And um, we're going to thank Impact Miniatures for providing us with a lot of our... Big shout out to Impact. Big shout out to West Coast Quake. Yeah. Which is coming up in March, St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Get out to Vegas. Go see them. The the Looney Shaman's running it. Yep. Should be uh, a lot Dennis, of fun. Dennis Bolin. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the the miniatures look great. They're doing a, a Zelvis, I think. Yeah, it is, zombie, zombie Elvis. Elvis. Um, he sent out a lot of cool prizes, so we thank him very much. Yeah, I think was it Nazgob who just if you look up Nazgob's blog, he uh-huh. did a painting of it. Cool. So looks really cool. Yeah, we gave out uh, actually between each game we uh, had a thing where you could uh, each round we had like you know if you throw a bomb yeah complete so, you get a uh, long bomb. Yeah, in each game or each round, like you said, we gave around gave away prizes to kind of liven up the round. Something we learned from hero clicks and horror clicks and stuff like right. that. One round was first casualty. Yep, first casualty got a goblin referee, I think. Something or and then uh, one round was first crowd surf got a goblin um, commentator, mm-hmm. and, and then, then first foul that caused a serious injury got. Sn- a goblin a ch- with a chainsaw. chainsaw. And then we had a first long bomb, got a West Coast Quake uh, passing template, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So, And we had guys trying for that. you know? Oh, definitely. And Especially guys at the last table. They were like, <laughs> yes. throwing a long bomb. And that was <laughs> actually performed, doing. picked up, thrown, and caught by a guy who had a team with no re-rolls on it, <laughs> the Chaos team. So anything else real quick, and then we'll hit the awards? No, I think that's where we got all the awards, right? Uh-huh. Anything extra? And uh, we're happy to we say We bought that- trophies. We yep. bought trophies. We let people pick miniatures. And so not only do these people get, like, either a cool certificate or a cool trophy, they also got to pick a miniature from – we just had a bunch of miniatures out there. Had a ton of miniatures and from Impact dice miniatures. and just different things. Right. And, so um, everybody got to pick whatever they wanted. And then after it was all over, we took the guys that didn't win anything of the day, and we we drew their names until everybody got a prize. So yeah. everybody got something that came to the Oklahoma Bowl. Which is awesome. The main guy that got something is uh, the Oklahoma Bowl champion is Charles Darren. And He's, speaking of main guy, not only did he get our trophy. That's right. He and also, whatever prize he took, I don't know. He also received a Mikey. Which is the Zlipcast Championship Series Award. Right, which is this cool like little berserker dwarf-looking guy holding up a dice. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome. We had one of our local guys, Spence, paint it. Really cool. Right. And so uh, he won with the Dwarves. He went 4-0. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, dwarf Giants are the uh, first Oklahoma Bowl champion. And nobody scored on him. Yeah. he Nobody. He, he actually could have came away with a couple awards, but we trickled them down. You yeah. Know, true Blood Bowl style. You only get to pick one award. So, of course, he took first place. Yeah. Well, Imagine well, that. It's better than best defense, I guess. Yeah. Um, then uh, second place, or Oklahoma Bowl runner-up, was uh, Gary Brown's team, the Mordheim Mongrels, which was Norse. So uh, they had the Your old-time buddy. My old-time buddy. Actually, you can blame Gary for me getting into Blood Bowl. He's the spent his, uh, or wasted, according to, I believe his mom said, <laughs> wasted his money on buying the first yeah. edition, or second edition Blood Bowl that, copy that got us all started. And she was right. That's <laughs> But yeah, in the future, if you ever hear him talk about Gary, that's the Gary. Um Next up, we're going to skip over the third-place trophy just for a second. We're going to go to Best Sportsman. Went to Paul Wright, who ran uh, Kotex Knot, which, which was the slant team. Uh, far Overwhelmingly away, this voted. Guy, yeah. This was a player's vote, an MVP-type deal. Super nice guy. Super nice guy, and everybody voted for this guy. Although, realistically, I think he cheated. How? British accent. Ah, it's always we're, charming. We're Americans. British accent. And we think, oh, that guy's really nice. No. We're going to make him have an interpreter next time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you speak that in Oklahoman? <laughs> um, 
Best appearance was for uh, Sotex Cussword. That team was painted by David Harlan. Uh, he was also from Tulsa area, yeah. I believe. And uh, great looking Lizardman team. Yeah, it was a converted Lizardman team. Great paint job. And uh, actually, um, this is a good chance to talk about. During the day, I was tweeting out different results from the Chaos, well, the Chaos Cup. I'm an idiot. From the Oklahoma Bowl, and FF Fields replied back and said, "Hey, you know." Because we took photos of everybody's team, and I mentioned that we were taking photos of everybody's team. And FF Field is running a contest for best-looking team, best fluff behind a team, or best conversion. And they were looking for, you know, entrance. So he twittered me, if that's the right word. Tweeted. Tweeted me and told me, you know, why don't you have the people send in all those teams? So it was actually really nice of him to do that. So, I, you know, all of our picks told all the players to send in their fluff to me, and then I'll send it to him. Still waiting on a lot of people. It's a free FF field, guys. Yeah. And they're awesome. If you win, you get a free FF field. So and uh, get those in if you were at the Oklahoma Bowl. Yeah, we'll include a link to them at the bottom of our webpage. But just look up FF fields. They do a great job. They did the Chaos Cup ones that we have. And it's just really nice of him to offer. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. And David's actually the one guy who sent stuff in, and he sent extra pictures. So, awesome. And a whole background fluff. It's just really awesome. So. Yeah, I was actually on their website today, and Sotex Cussword, I guess, is like a minor league team to his main leagues. Sotex teams. Yep. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Really cool. Uh, most brutal award with 14 casualties went to the Ed Bashers from Jason Morrison down at Bugman's Bowl. I was happy to give him five of those in my first <laughs> round. It helps when you're playing halflings. Well, and that was a highly contested one too. Yeah, it came down to him and his final opponent both had they were the top two guys in casualties. Yeah, those guys just bashed the hell out of each it other. It was awesome. I think finally Jason scored and won one nothing, but. Got but he didn't care. He got the more casualties. That's right. Uh, best offense, there was two guys. They were tied with nine because the way the awards trickled down. Uh, that was the Athlorn Tree Huggers and the Krakens, coached by – that's two different teams. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Athlorn Tree Huggers, coached by uh, Brock Huffman, and the Krakens, um, coached by James Showtime Green. Yep. And uh, so they both, got, uh, they both got the award for best offense. And just to break this down a little bit, Brock, you actually hear – and you've already heard today. Oh, on the commercial. Yeah, he does the voice. He does the commercial for Wizards Asylum. He's the, he helps out the with software. Webs. He's the soft voice guy, and he does our website. <laughs> like you don't know, you work with him. Come on, I know. And James Green, super nice guy. Uh, he came with the Lizard Man team. No, Skaven team. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he gave me his roster, and he didn't have any points on there. Like he screwed up something so he felt really bad but he got to start playing and i look at his oh, roster his and roster. i redo the whole thing and i'm like wait a minute you're like ninety thousand over so we fixed that real quick got rid of a re-roll and some coaches and stuff no surprise uh wood elf team and uh skaven team are the yeah exactly highest offense but Be- both nice guys best defense with only allowing two touchdowns was darun hammers coached by uh, chris leonard and um everyone's a nice team. guy i'm not just naming those guys but um, an, another fan from the Tulsa group. Exactly. Uh, for best stunty was the Artful Dodgers, uh, coached by Adam Brennan. He's a big fan of the show. Big shout out to the show. And I think he did really good with goblins. He yes. won twice, and I, 
I could be wrong, and I'm not looking at the standings right here. He came in seventh. Yeah, I think he had two wins and two ties. Yeah. And he had a tie and no against the Dwarf team. So. And didn't he end up with our both down t-shirt? He also won the both down t-shirt. Well, he didn't, but he ended up with it. Well, yeah. Just the same. The guy who won the t-shirt couldn't wear it. <laughs> no, yeah. That would be Couch Pirate Steve from the other podcasts over on Couch Pirate Radio. He was way too big to wear the shirt, so he handed it off to a guy that was way too small who handed it <laughs> off to just Adam right. Brennan, who was just right. So, Oh, he's got a new nickname. He's Goldilocks. Back of the Pack Award. This award had some a, a tad bit of controversy to it because we had uh, two players that refused to try to win <laughs> because they found out the back of the pack in our Dragonfire Blood Bowl League goes to the last place team. Yeah. So it's a little nice trophy with a horse's ass on it. This is back of the pack. That means you're the worst in the league. Well, this is meant for the team that tries but just comes in last yeah. no matter what they do. And the last place game was whoever was going to win was not going to get this trophy. And whoever was, if there was a loser, a right-out loser, they were going to get the trophy. Well, Until they t- caught word of that. And then they were both trying to lose. And by losing, I mean they had they could walk right into the end zone. They were throwing pass, passes backwards. Didn't one I of heard them comment, have the ball? Yes, one of them had the ball and could just walked in. He refused to do it. Um, so the, I don't think they were playing for the spirit of it. One of the guys actually said that trophy's going to look nice on my bookshelf. So And didn't they just quit? And then they finally just quit the game. They, they conceded. There was 20 minutes left on the clock. They both conceded a tie. They were just going to let the chips fall where they may to see who got last place. And I disqualified both of them for this award because it was not in the spirit of the award. Exactly. You're there to play. You're there to try to win and have fun. And if you happen to be the last place guy but you tried, you deserve this award. So this award went to the next guy, which was the a Sarge Tate locally here in town and plays in our Blood Bowl, Dragonfire yep. League, uh, for the Isle of Corsa Pogos. So – Great-looking goblin team. Right. That it was, he always it was the other goblin team, and uh, he was really close to winning the Casualties Award. And give well. a shout-out to him. He's also a fan, since he's our friend. He has to be. Well, he actually helped us with the Kinko's uh, exactly. copies as well. So, And he didn't think he would enjoy playing, because he's a little antisocial. But he came out, and he had a blast. So if any of you think you don't want to come out to a tournament, just do it. We actually had a – that reminds me of one of our local players, Spence – he um he's kind of like me. He's semi-competitive, and he is in a lot better mood when he's winning than when he's <laughs> losing. And I walked over to the table, and him and Paul were playing, and he's like, you know, he was laughing. He goes, I'm having a blast. And I said, well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying the tournament. This was like round three, I believe. And I look over the score, and it's 2 nothing. And then I double take, and Spence is losing 2 nothing. So <laughs> I go back and talk to him, and I said, did you just tell me you're having a good time? Yes, I'm having a great time. This is so much fun. I said, is the score right? Are you losing? And he's like, yes. And I was like, wow, this is a a new territory. Brainwashed by the British accent. That's what it is. I'm just saying. Told you. All right, so the award we did not cover is our third place award. But we don't call it the third place. What do we call it? We call it, and we've taken this from the flavor and fluff of our Dragon Ball Dragon (laughs) Dragon Fire. Ball Z League. No. Oh. I was I was messing up Blood Bowl with Dragonfire. <laughs> the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, we have an award that we renamed the Delzine Cup. And um, it basically is third place, but it has a fancy name to it, so it's not 
just third place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave it that name because someone kept winning it. That's right. And it's going to continues to do so. <laughs> yeah, so far. So I'm going to sum it up really quick. In our fluff, there was a, a and there's going to be a blog on this that that really details the fluff of this because we wrote this into our league rules. There's no f- and, okay, the fluff came afterwards. I know, but I, I wrote Why the whole bag. Why is it named it? The award is actually named after myself because for five seasons in a row. And You've come you, in third. One of my teams has come in third place <laughs> five seasons in a row. We've only played five seasons thus far. We're in season six, and I have five third-place trophies. Yes. So we came up with the fluff that there was a human coach that was on all these championship teams, and he was the key. He was the Bill Belichick that teams would hire. He was like the mercenary coach that people would get to, you know, put them over the top to win, you know, the champ, the Blood Bowl championship. Well, he retired and got old and useless, and then he came out of retirement for the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. And so we wrote it in that basically every time he got hired at the end of the season to be an assistant coach, and uh, every team that he was on failed, and they got third. <laughs> so the Blackwater Bulls in season four had enough of this failure, and they ate him, killed him, and drank his blood from the cup and celebrated when they won third place. So the award has been named the Delzine Cup ever since, and his name was Del, D-E-L, and his uh, last name was Z-I-N-E. So that's where we came up with the fluff. And that award went to Daniel Gonzalez. He was running a orc team to Skull Crushes. And he did, had a fabulous tournament, too. Yeah. And uh, he actually finished overall second in the standings. By at, points, of course. By, by points. And, and third in by our rules. Yeah. And stuff. So that's where we got the the fluff and why he got a trophy that just said Delzine Cup on it. And it looks a lot more prestigious than saying third place. It does. So. People can go, oh, you won the Delsing Cup. What's know. that? So, and, and that's that's a pun <laughs> off my last name, which is not really prime. It's Delsing. So, yeah, exactly. So it, it's an inside joke making fun of us, and we brought it to making you. fun of you. And uh, in a future blog, I'll put all the the fluff behind it and every uh, Reekland team and Orkland <laughs> team that he helped coach and everything else. So you get more behind the scenes and more behind the flavor of more fluff. More fluff and stuff. The flavor of our Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. So, congratulations to Daniel Gonzalez. I'm glad you have a trophy kind of with my pun last name on it. <laughs> <laughs> now we can just get that to all the other tournaments. Every third place becomes the Delzine Cup. That'd be awesome. Well, that's why I'm going to blog about it. We should, yeah. Spread the word. And see, for results, you can go to the OklahomaBowl.com. And we did something a little different that we hope other tournaments definitely take into consideration when they post their results. Have you ever went to a tournament and you're kind of curious who won the tournament and you'd like to know what their team build was? Well, we're going to start pushing that for all tournaments to do that. So we put the results up and we kept a copy of every roster. And so if you want to go see who finished eighth place and want to see what their team build was to do that, you can see that. You can find out. Yeah. You can look at every single team that came and what their roster was. This was a thing that's always been bothering me. Um, Because when we went to Chaos Cup... And you can look at a previous blog about the results where I talk about it a little bit. Um, we didn't know what to build. We didn't know how to build a tournament team. Yeah, we might have known Wood Elves won, but we didn't know what type of Wood Elves. Or what and even when you're take. looking on the forums, they'll tell you, okay, well, hypothetically, if I go to a tournament and it's this build, then I might take this. But they never tell you what they took. Right. So, you know, coming uh, from us playing Magic – 
probably for a little while, we got used to seeing deck lists. Yeah. I mean. And that's something I want to point out, too, is I posted this on one of the blogs or one of the forums, and someone mentioned that by putting it up there, you are giving away a little bit of strategy. And, yes, you are, because every team is built specifically by someone, and that's the strategy to win. But I guarantee you, you take that first-place team that won, and you put it in 10 different people's hands, and they're going to play it 10 different ways. Oh, of course. The making of a team is not as important as how you play it. So I don't think that it's overpowering. I mean, look, like you said, and magic. This, this is a dice game, too. Exactly. And 1 out of 6 is always 100% successful, and 1 out of 6 is always 100% failure. So. And magic, which has much bigger stakes on the line, thousands and thousands of dollars. They post winning get, you yeah, know, deck, deck lists, lists every single time. Well, I believe that's what they call trying to plan for the metagame and everything yeah. else. So, Which, of course, could it be abused? Maybe. Slightly. But this would have been really helpful for, like, the guy that walked in yeah. and didn't have a team he was going to watch. Yeah. And, you know. Luckily, you had some made. Had but... some extra teams. But, yeah, he could have really, like, we could have found a Dark Elf team and just mm-hmm. mimicked that for his first time out. And if people were not <coughs> going to tournaments because they don't know how to build a team, that helps. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're starting that initiative. So, Johnny P., Get your Chaos Cup butt on that. I want 56 rosters on <laughs> on the next uh, And, yes, it more. does take a little bit more time and a little bit of effort, but it's well worth it, I think. And once you get into the habit of it, more than likely, if people are pre-registering, they're sending in their rosters early anyways. And we've already had feedback. People have already said how much they really like that the rosters are up. Yeah. So I enjoy it. I know that I'm going to go back and look at them Whenever I have to make a team for Bugman's, which I should have already made, but all right. Anything else? Don't think so. I think the silence speaks itself. We're gonna be right back, and then we're gonna come back with shoutouts, and we'll wrap it up. Hi, I'm Wilhelm Cheney, Blood Bowl legend and star player. I'm a werewolf. You're listening to Both Down with Stephen Scott. Now, it's time to get back to whatever they were saying before. I'm a werewolf. Okay, we're back and we're going to do some shout-outs before we leave. First off... Should we, should we talk about Doc Max? Yep, contest winner from last time. Marion Wall, I yeah. guess is his name. Uh, uh, you played him, so he's from Germany, I guess. And uh, we played over on. We put the contest out there to play me and Fumble. The next person that plays me in Fumble, I think it was actually the next person to play me and win on Fumble and like beat me. Was supposed to get the dice. I didn't realize he had to beat me, um, but we tied, and uh, we. I played against his vampire team versus I can't even remember my team. I don't know if it was I have no idea. It might have been my Chaos Dwarves or my uh Hell Pit Scorpions. I don't I don't remember I think it was the my, under, uh, my but... underworld team. Anyways, we tied two to two. At first he was upset because he said I really wanted the dice and I was like, dude, you're getting the dice and so I guess we yeah. said that you had to beat it. Since us. he wanted it so much, we gave it to him. Yeah, so we sent And uh, Scott didn't want to play any more fumble. <laughs> uh that's a lot of that's true. Fumble <laughs> is uh very tasking on a soul. Uh so yeah, he uh 
you know, we sent the dice. He's already got them. He really liked them, and I, I think he ordered some custom dice for his tournament too over there in Germany. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, congratulations, uh, Doc Max, over on Fumble, and uh, glad you enjoyed the dice. And we had someone from Italy just email us recently about how to get another pair of dice. And we may, I guess we just put one up on eBay, which... Let me tell you something. Somebody you, won. You know you succeed at running a tournament when somebody puts your fucking dice on eBay a week before your tournament. How do you like that? True. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, I'd like to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that. But, no, I agree. It was... No, little... somebody somebody put some of our dice. We sold some dice early to kind of promote the tournament to somebody in Europe or England. England. And, and they, they're allowed. They showed up on eBay. Yeah, they're allowed to do it, but you know you it just, made it it's big. It's annoying that they got more money for them than we did. <laughs> that, We're they, trying to fund this whole podcast empire and yeah, we gotta tournament. Yeah, we got to pay for the both down website. So, but, Anyways, they got a lot more money than we did. Yeah. So. But, um, but we might put another pair up there. Um, I'm Kilowog2814 on eBay, so or you can just check Oklahoma Bowl Dice. If it doesn't say official both down, then it's not. It's not official. It's got <laughs> to have buttons because we have buttons and keychains now. So uh, let's give another pair away. We have a few pairs left. Yep, we so, have some left. So, so come up with a contest. We okay. need iTunes reviews. Okay. People have said they've submitted them. I believe them because I tried myself and it didn't take for a while. Okay. Not that I would comment on my own podcast of course but why would you do that never um itunes likes to eat comments apparently so what we need is people to put comments up on itunes and make sure they stick so we have to see them we have to be able to see them okay so if you put it up there and it goes away is so how do we know so give us five stars and write a review yeah please be positive and i just want some uh feedback i don't care if it's negative and we thought about just doing it randomly, like pick the people who have put one up since then. We may give away more than one pair. Who knows? If we get enough feedback, we'll be happy to do that. But what we're going to do is the feedback that is the most current one as of the time of our next podcast is the one we're giving away. Which could be any time because we already be. have that whole episode mapped out. Could, do sure do. Could be later tonight. It won't be later tonight because we do need at least a little bit of time so that people can get up there. We need to trick them. Oh, yes. So get up as soon as possible. But we'll find a way to contact you. I sh- think we can contact you through iTunes or put your email or email us your ID after you post. Or <laughs> whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Keep your name the same as on NAF or Talk Fantasy Football or something. Again, we'd like to just thank everybody that came to the Oklahoma Bowl and all you people that listen to Both Down Podcast. And uh, keep the comments coming also on our website. We enjoy the feedback, the emails, uh, the tweets, yep. all that stuff. Um, quickly, a shout-out to just rem- a reminder, Bugman's Bowl is February 25th down in Grapevine, Texas. And both of us should be going as well as some of our Oklahoma contingent. Right. You can come down and touch a celebrity. And we probably have some dice, not dice. Well, we might have some dice, maybe. Yeah. And we'll have some buttons and keychains of both down that my brother and his company were gracious enough to, to make for us. Uh-huh. And if you want to visit his website, it's customsportsproducts.com. And on there, you like your little goofy logo that we have for Blood Bowl for your team, mm-hmm. you can upload it and make it into anything you want. You've made a lot of shirts for your team. I've made T-shirts. I've made cup holders. Co- coasters. Coasters, yes. Uh-huh. Coasters look awesome. Yeah. So 
anything you want, car flags, decals, it's stupid, but it's really cool. He has a bunch of these because he's stupid. I, I like him. He lives with a cat. And, hey, I, I wore my Campbell Claymore's shirt to Chaos Cup, and I probably will again. And that was really cool. I actually am jealous of that. Uh, another shout-out also to the, uh, Dennis Bolin, the Deluni Shaman, online, uh, West Coast Quake, March 17th and 18th out in Las Vegas. Go out there and have you a um, crazy night like that movie. What What's that movie called? Honeymoon in Vegas. No. Leaving other, Las Vegas. No, the other one. Viva Las Vegas. No, the one with the Zach Gnau. The, the one where they had like a hangover or something? The hangover. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, you can go out there and get Clam crazy. Bake. Clam Bake. Is that a real movie? Yeah, it's a, it's an Elvis movie. Oh, jeez. Sorry. All right. And um, there's a contest going on for Craig Goblin or something like that? Yep. I want to get a shout out Over quick. at Blood Bowl Mayhem, um, there is a Paint a Goblin contest. Our buddies Paolo and Tristan are putting on a contest. You make a goblin, not make him, you probably could, but at least paint him, and then send it in, and you have a chance of winning a print of a really cool like, it's, um, painting. It's a, un, it's a Blood Bowl, like scene from a Blood Bowl game. Yeah. And uh, it's it's really awesome. It's it's a made-up team that Tristan has. The, Two of like his spider teams. spider guys, and then it's an undead team. Yeah, that's I think it's Jawbreakers. It. The Jawbreakers, you're right. Versus undead. But it looks really awesome. Um, first place, I think think is going to get a print of that Mm -hmm. and then second place randomly will get a i think they're doing it random now we'll do we'll get a discount to have your own custom print done so basically everybody takes a a goblin sends it to balo so he has a goblin Mm -hmm. team ready to go and it's going to be kind of the same team colors it's black and yellow i believe but everybody's paint style is a little bit different so if i can find some goblins i'll i'll try to participate and see if my dog my four-year-old will help me (laughs) paint a goblin we might send two that way that'd be cool but yeah it's just a nice little contest to do again check out bloodbowlmayhem.blogspot.com um i believe tristan's blog is gwpertinent.blogspot.com and just read up on it there that's right and last but not least we'd like to once again thank wizards asylum down in norman oklahoma for uh, you know, holding the tournament, the guy didn't ask for any money. He just wanted us to come in, have fun, and yeah. you know, really promote the game. And you can uh, go to his website, www.wizardsnorman.com, and uh, they're putting up a whole bunch of magic-related stuff. This shop is magic everything, and so for him to you know give us a whole day for Blood Bowl really probably took money out of his pocket, but he knows it's worth it and yeah. stuff to get different gaming communities going. Because so. he's also smaller than we are, so we can beat him up. That's true. I could smother him. Yeah. Even though I've lost some weight, I have enough belly fat to smother him. We're good. Yeah. Ginger sandwich. Mmm. Sounds so delicious. Well, no, that's all I have, though. So uh, thanks for listening to Both Down. Definitely thanks for listening. Again, our Twitter's at Kilowog2814. At Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y. And at Both Down. And then our email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Hey, everybody. It's Steve again. Just dropping back in to let you know what's coming up. Um, Skinner Stab Stab was recently contacted by McMurdy's to see about doing a commercial for one of their new sandwiches, the Both Down Sandwich. 
don't really know much about it. We never got too far into the negotiations process, but we did go into the studio to try to create a commercial. So give it a listen. Let us know what you think. And yeah, he doesn't mention the sandwich by name because he kind of gets distracted. So that's why I'm stepping in here and letting you know. Hey, hey, quit push, quit pushing me. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Um, hey, hey, it's a uh, skin stab stab again. Tell you what. Uh, the guys at McMurdy's, oh, they're wanting me to promote this new sandwich. Um, um, yeah, it's supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be pretty good. You should try it. Um, anyways, um, 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 stabbing. I'm gonna stab someone. I wanna stab it. Stab. I wanna stab. What? What? Ah, I wanna stab it. Pop, 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 pop. I'm stabbing it. <laughs> 